Hey everybody, Thursday night again, and uh, god damn, I hate computers. You really, uh, you really do. Yeah. We're coming at you live from Advice Hot Dog Studios, uh, and it's just me and Hot Stuff because Advice Hot Dog Studios only has two mics. Yeah, it's going to make it difficult for you guys to have guests in the future. It really is. I think the guests can share a mic with Roy. You think? I think it share a Roy with Mike. They could. Um, you know, I feel like we're coming into this broadcast software really quietly again. Uh, it's possible, but the archive stream will sound fantastic. Oh, I hope. Everyone is too drunk today to hear us anyway. That's true. You know what I did today was nothing but go to restaurants. Oh, yeah? We went out to breakfast, and then we went out to lunch, and then we went out to dinner. Well, didn't you have breakfast, then you went out to I breakfast? I had breakfast, and then I went out to breakfast. Well, I went out for second breakfast. Right. Which, in this case, was just a plate of bacon and butter. Right. Yeah, you're quiet, says Haplo. I, there's, <clears> just, there's nothing I can do about it. If I, if I touch anything <laughs> everything will stop working yeah um so sorry we'll try not to play many songs we'll we'll just not play any songs we got plenty of questions there's a forum thread full of full of thought-provoking insightful questions. questions do you have a do you have a, are you, are you uh, uh i don't know <laughs> sorry i'm a little <laughs> flustered uh, on account of all the technical diff- yeah, difficulties yeah we, we didn't even test the radio rig until like 25 minutes until the show and then that's when it simply would not boot it's hot stuff's fault he made me turn it off <clears throat> i suggested it two weeks ago and you did it and then i don't know why after all the trouble we had last week you thought it would be a good idea to do it again <laughs> well i don't know anyway hey i know what we should talk about yeah uh car seats compact fluorescence and low flow toilets wait I, the third thing also has to start with c though uh crappy toilets crappy toilets crap hatches that don't work crap hatches yeah that's what i that's what i call toilets crap hatches i mean it is kind of a crap hatch there are definitely lower water you know requirement toilets that work just fine there's some that are pretty terrible but like you don't need a billion gallons of water to flush once right so like there's there's going to be some Thing. In Europe, they have toilets where that you can do like a small flush or a big flush. Yeah, and that seems like a pretty rational thing. Yeah, you know, uh, you know what you do to avoid uh, wasting water when you pee is just pee in the sink, and then wash your hands, and the water that you wash your hands with why washes the pee out of the s trap, and then you're fine. The See, S-trap. that's people who complain, people who say, "Jick, you're environmentally unconscious because," um, Unconsci- unconscious. Yes, I'm environmentally unconscious. <laughs> um anyway people who say jick you hate the earth because of your big flush toilets i say well you know what i love the earth and i love the earth so much that i pee in the sink and i actually even though my toilet uses twice as much water as yours i probably use a third as much water as you in general if you flush every day you know because what what is disgusting is peeing in the toilet and then not flushing it you could also poop in the sink and just run enough water to like get it down the drain that's true I, I sometimes have deuces that are larger in diameter than the drain of the sink, though. Yeah, well, I mean, it would have to, like... I'd have to get down. a different sink. I'd have to basically yeah. replace my no. sink with a toilet. You just... <laughs> That's true, actually. You could just use the toilet for all your water needs. Yeah, and then it would take... Like, see, I'd, it would be really easy to ration out your water usage because it's like, well, how, how much water am I going to use brushing my teeth? Well, if I only flush once, it will be, you know, four gallons or whatever. Right. Yeah. You should put a brick in the toilet. Is that what people do? You know, really, the environmentally conscious thing to do is to uh, give people an upper decker. A bunch decker. of upper deckers. Yeah. yeah, a bunch of it. Yeah, you're right. A bunch of upper deckers because they eventually biodegrade. They're much, they're much, envir- they're much friendlier to the environment than a brick. 
would be. Sure. You could drop a brick on a fragile ecosystem. You could put uh, a bunch of copies of the movie brick in people's uh, tanks, and that would that would be a good use for those. Like movies. VHS copies? Or copies of the case. They take up more space. Yeah, they would take up more space. They, uh, you know, the, the actual film reels, you probably couldn't even get yeah, you all of get that a in a toilet. One. If you melted it, you probably could. Yes. Yeah. If you just made the toilet out of film out of out of uh, you could also emulsion just shit in, a, in the woods right i guess are you a bear uh maybe. are you the pope i don't know uh well <clears throat> should we just get right into uh questions but you know what i forgot the problem with this laptop is is that fucked up ass delay right oh, okay. where we have to, at the end of at the end of this segment we have to go eee! so everybody, yeah so yeah but it's really quiet to the people who are listening so that's fine yeah yeah it'll be fine God damn it. It's so like it's interesting that each of our uh, various broadcasting situations has its own quirks. Yeah, you know, I'm fucking fed up with this broadcast bullshit. I am seriously fed up with this broadcast bullshit. I know some of you who listen who represent, you know, a, probably a single digit percentage of the people who hear it. I think the people who are listening live, probably a single percent Single digit percent. Single digit Less percent. Less than 10%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, sorry, you know, and I know that sometimes the quality of the show is improved via a back and forth that we have with sure. you while we're on the show, but God damn it, this is it, such a hassle, it and it makes... Make, it's like an order of magnitude more difficult. And it makes the end product worse in terms of sound quality. It and, does... It, the, the one thing that it does, which I do appreciate, is give us a deadline, you know? I think we could record and broadcast, and if we kept our same same time slots, we could come up with a different day to record and then just have mm-hmm. it broadcast. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind just you know putting the putting the MP3 record on the turntable and dropping the needle on it and then walking off. Right, right. Because the actual broadcast isn't a big deal, but like having this like scramble to get everything working. You know why the fuck? Y- you think about like. You think about the man who is the operating the machinery at a nuclear power plant. Do you think that every day when he goes to work, he has to figure out what the fuck is different about all of this equipment than yesterday and make sure that everything works if the way that it's supposed Japan, to? Then yes. Oh right, because an earthquake might have destroyed. Speaking of which, uh, fucking go Gilbert Gottfried. I love that guy. I love that guy for his commitment to what he does. Making jokes that. It is, it is clearly because of the, like seeing him in the aristocrats, right. And him getting sort of like booed off of a stage for making September 11th jokes on like September 14th or whatever. It is clearly, he is committed to the principle of it is never too soon to make a joke about something. I didn't see anything that was particularly tasteless that Did he said about Japan. Twitter I saw what was listed in the CNN story yeah. about him getting fired, which you'd think which do you think? Do you think that they would use the tamest ones so as not to offend people, or do you think that they would use the most sensational ones so as to make the story seem like a bigger deal? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it was like, hey, you know, if you live in Japan, you don't have to go to the beach. It comes to you. You know, which is like, that's like a joke your grandpa would make. Yeah, I mean, it's not particularly funny. Sure. But, I mean, it's also, like, entirely off the cuff, right? Like, but, like, what I'm saying is, I like that Gilbert Gottfried, who is a comedian, a comedian's job is to slaughter sacred cows. Wow, do you know how terrifying a tsunami filled with sharks would be? Like, that's really scary. Where did, what made you think of that? Well, because I was thinking, you know, going to the beach, oh man, sharks, 
Oh man, if the sharks came to you, that's Coco- not good. Yeah, coconuts, man. So you know, more people are killed by falling coconuts than by sharks. Is so, that man, true? I don't know. I think so. That's mm-hmm. what I read. More people are killed by lightning than terrorists. More people are killed by dinosaurs than Nazis. Huh? Yeah. That's bizarre. Um. <clears throat> anyway, sorry, Japan. Yeah. Uh, they they totally shut down final the final the online Final Fantasy games. Wow, really? Yeah. They uh they were like, yeah, there's like an electricity shortage, and so we're gonna shut down these data centers because this is like definitionally non-essential right. <laughs> to Japan's uh yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know how long they were down, if they are still down or not. But so I saw something in the news, uh, yeah. and by the news I mean Kotaku.com. Uh, it's like the twelfth anniversary of the launch of EverQuest uh, rolled around, and so there was a little bit of EverQuest news. They were talking about you know it's still going strong. There's still people playing it. It's still profitable. There's still like a live team. They're still releasing expansions for it, and there are three thousand items that have yet to have been actually acquired by what? any players. And I got to thinking about what, what. Yeah, I got to thinking about what that might mean, right? And are it, they random drop tables? I don't know. I like, don't know. There was no. It was. There were no specific details, and I was just sort of wondering, like, what what could that mean? Yeah. What, something that I tried to do was I tried after that to like, how many items are there? Like, I don't know how World of Warcraft's data structure works, but right. how many items are there in World of Warcraft? I feel like at some point when I saw some online database prior to all of the expansions, it was like. There were like 35,000 entries for different items, which seemed high to me. That seems pretty high to me as well. I mean, I guess if you think about it, though, there are like, there are a bunch of those random green drops that are like, you know, X, Y of the, is that in each one of of the Z? I don't think so. I, I, they, uh, because I think that they're like, you know, there are like whatever hand drops of the animal. And the right. animal is chosen randomly, but the whatever is always the same. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's weird. I don't exactly know. You know, there's a ton of just vendor trash, right? Like, there's a ton of recycled art assets and stuff. So, I don't know where I got that thirty thousand number, but I feel like it was seems reasonable to me as of a as of you know two or three years ago. But yeah, hell, I don't know. But I'm really curious as to what accounts for those items in EverQuest. That I mean, because if it is just a thing where like, oh well, we made. We made 30,000 items because there were, like, multiple combinations of these things that could go into an item that has a a tenth of a percent drop rate from some giant once-a-month world boss, right? And so only a 1,000 of them have actually dropped out of the possibility space of 4,000. Then that's way less interesting. That's And I think it's got to be something like that. Because, like, how would you – why would you make so much content faster than your players could consume it? I don't know. EverQuest was a EverQuest had a sort of a glacial pace of advancement for the players. Yeah. yeah. I mean it was months and months of played time to get to the level cap. Right? It was it was just crazy the amount of time that it took relative to to World of Warcraft. Huh. And World of Warcraft has sped up even more since. Like people it's you know it's funny they did that thing where they launched an EverQuest server that was that's like like the original EverQuest and they're going to release the expansions onto that server. At the same so it's like, phase. yeah, so like this is what it's like. This is what it was like. This is exactly what it was like to play EverQuest. What I don't know is if they've like kept like their interface updates and stuff, or if they actually went back to the old client to run wow. it. I doubt if they did. I would imagine that they're just using the like world data and the new client because that would be pretty brutal. Huh. It was uh you know, 
I want to say that it was like super groundbreaking and amazing at the time, but it was fucking terrible. It was just a graphical mud, though, wasn't it? Yeah. But I mean, World of Warcraft is just a graphical mud. Yeah. There's nothing fundamental. I mean, until you start to, like instancing is a is a sort of a fundamental thing, but it's not like it's not really a fundamental thing from the player's perspective, right? I mean, it's just like, oh, well, this is exactly the same as if this cave was just here and nobody else happened to be in it right now. Right. Did, did MUDs allow multiple players to be interacting in a single fight? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because it was all, you know, just text-based. I mean, all, all of the, like, it was basically like the, the readouts that you get in an EverQuest or a World of Warcraft of all that text. I mean, that is just the way, you know, a MUD would be just that. And instead of moving around, you just go north and you go to whatever that node is and you'd see who's there. And you, there, there are ticks on which the monsters attack. There are, if you hit attack, there are ticks on which you attack. Tic-tac. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, there are a bunch of houses all in a row, and they're all made out of ticky-tacky. Right. Yeah. And if you, you, uh, you get high. That's true. Like your mom. Yeah. On the way, uh, we, had, we went out to dinner last night with Hot Stuff's mom and had a few drinks, and on the way home, she was uh, talking about how much she likes getting high. Yeah. That was something I didn't know about she Hot Stuff's a, mom. She was asking if, if we had ever tried to unwrap a stick of gum while we were high. And that it takes days. Yeah. And then she asked... Have you ever had sex while high? Because, man, that's great. And I was like, uh, I'm going to pretend I did not hear I don't that. Wanna, I don't want to talk to you about this, Mom. <laughs> <clears throat> that's, that's, what I, that's what I would say if it was my mom. Oh, boy. And now it's Drunksgiving. The things you know, the things you learn, the things you see and do. Yeah. Um, I like your mom. She's pretty cool. She's fun. Uh, we, so, yeah, it was Drunksgiving. Uh, people seem to be uh, responding really well to this, and uh, I can never tell, man. I can never tell, you know, because sometimes we'll do something that's a shitload of work, and everybody's like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And sometimes we'll do something that's a shitload of work, and everybody's like, meh. And sometimes we do something that's no work, and people are like, oh, this is the best thing ever, like Drunksgiving. It was relatively small work. Yeah. Compared to, like, Alice's Army, which was a bunch of work, but also... Yeah, I mean, Alice's Army was hundreds of hours of work across the whole company. Drunksgiving was, I am guessing, you know, so it was Scully's idea. I'm guessing he spent two hours doing the writing. I spent half an hour doing the art. And then you spent 15 minutes or half an hour putting numbers on the booze. And that was it. And then I wrote the code. And I I came up with the name Drunksgiving, which I was pretty proud of. Yep. Sometimes, Sometimes I like naming stuff. Well, you know what I don't like naming is new games. That's true. <clears throat> the the pretentious artist made a new uh, title screen for the game that we're working on, and it it honestly makes me that much more excited about the game. <laughs> it looks so much better than our current like placeholder stuff. Uh, I'm excited. It's making me happy. Nightmare sent me a link uh, to a sign, a card, a sign that was done with the Sharpie on cardboard. And it's a sign for the summer camp, Camp Fuck You, I'm a Wizard. And then it says, Camp Rules, one, drinking, two, magic. And then there's a picture of a wizard's hat and wand. That seems like a pretty good camp. Camp Fuck You, I'm a Wizard, huh? Cool. Oh, boy. Uh, People who know how to to go right for your heartstrings. Stupak says to to kick you because you're really quiet. I I just don't know, man. Sorry, I'm talking right into the mic. I'll uh, I'll turn these knobs up a tiny bit and hope that the shit will... I'm just worried that you're going to make it so noisy. So noisy? Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. That, you know, it's, again, this fucking piece of equipment with these knobs that have a functional range of about one... 50th of the total range of motion of the knobs. If I turn it all the way up, it's too loud. If I turn it down by 150th of the total range of movement, it is turned off. And so it is like, what the fuck? What do other people understand about machines that I don't? Hot stuff. I don't know. You get frustrated easily with them. Boy, do I. That's the only thing I can think of. I, I got into kind of a depressive funk this afternoon. Yeah. I was yeah. all I was all grouchy at dinner. We sad. didn't we didn't have any fun with our rice and beans. We just had a lot of me whining about stuff. You know, I think I think it is one of those situations where you only have so much like excited creative juice and then when that's sort of gone for a day, you kind of like what's going on? We're we're never going to do anything. We're failures. We yeah. suck kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, doing all the business lately has cost me a lot of juice too. Yeah. But hey, Drunk's Giving was good. Yep. Uh, let's see. Some people sent in some Twitter questions that we could look at real quick and then hop okay. over to that forum thread because, man, is that forum thread juicy. All right. Boy, what a juicy forum thread. Thanks for really stepping up to the plate after I pissed and moaned on Monday about how, oh, you know, it's you guys' fault that we get into these dumb arguments. Sleepy Worm doesn't like it when I talk about poor people. Really? Yeah, Sleepy Worm doesn't like it when I talk about poor people. He turns off the radio if I start talking about poor people because I'm so wrong. You grew up poor. Yeah. So why can't you talk about something that you've experienced? Yeah, I, I, you know. It's one of those things where, like the point that I made to Mr. Skullhead that he vehemently disagreed with, by the way, and I'm curious how you feel. I said, a person who has lost a child in a car accident is the least qualified person on earth to dictate auto safety policy for children. Because they're too invested in yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, my opinion about... I think they are a good spokesman for ways in which things could be wrong. Like, you know, if, if there is something that is blatantly wrong, like let's say that cars were standardly built with um, knives sticking out of the uh, passenger side, like dash mm -hmm. somebody who was killed uh, by failing on those knives would be a great, you know, undead spokesperson. That would be a good, I think there's a difference between a spokesperson and a poster child, right? Like, yeah. a poster child is, like, basically a rhetorical technique, you know? I guess. As opposed to, as opposed to a thing that actually influences reason, right? And, uh, yeah, you know, th th again, we're not talking about this on yeah, this show. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Sleepy Worm. I know that you hate well, it when I talk about okay, poor people. And I'm sorry that I don't like poor it, people. Let's bring it back to game design to, yeah. like, to like make this an argument that, like, is less touchy and, and sort of similar. Somebody whose class just got nerfed. No. Some, somebody, well, okay, so there's, there's that point of view. But I was going to say, like, a single anecdote versus a bunch of data, right? Right. Like, you get a thousand people to try Wait, something. Wait, you just said the same thing twice. I know. <clears throat> no, I said a single anecdote versus a bunch of data. Okay. Right. Single anecdote okay. is not data. Multiple okay. anecdotes is, is data. Right. right. Okay. So, you know, a single anecdote could be really compelling, but let's let's say that you have a thousand people, you know, try something out, and if like nine hundred and ninety five of them have a positive experience, but somebody who has a really like loud and vehement bad experience, you've served nine hundred and ninety five people well, so you probably shouldn't change that thing just because one person who's outspoken has a problem, right? Like that's right. Although that's we we will we will routinely do things that 
we think are a good idea that all they're doing is making it impossible for the say one out of every hundred people who statistics would give it to will get a shitty result from a sequence of die rolls yes. or whatever right I mean, so something that we'll that we're doing with the word game that i can imagine is like anytime we watch somebody play the game and they like intuitively try to interact with something in a particular way if we can incorporate that way of interacting with a thing in without deprecating anything else that we've already decided we like we try to do it right like if they click on something to do something and it doesn't do anything and they're confused and we can make clicking on that thing do the thing that they want i think we should do that right right because like there what we do is we let them decide what it should do yeah kind of. and they always say it should refill all my hit points <laughs> when i when i click on this spider it should refill all my hit points. And we think, yeah, that makes sense. That's clearly something that our users want. Um, well, you know what I mean, right? Like, in particular, yeah. I'm thinking about, like... Somebody, well, we have to, we have to stop on... using uh, Renfield as our only beta tester. That's true. He keeps, like... All he wants is to get life and... energy from spiders. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Trying to capture birds with, with mice and stuff like that and eat them. It's really gross. I've never actually read Mary really? Pierce Brosnan's Dracula. Brom Stoker's. <laughs> no, Mary Pierce Brosnan. What am I thinking of? Mary Shelley, Percy Shelley? How did I get from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein to Pierce Brosnan's Dracula? I don't know. Wow. Sometimes the machinations of, of my subconscious connections between words are a mystery even to me. I mean, Brom and Brosnan. And... It's Percy Biss, Shelley, Bromstone. There's Bromstone, but... <clears throat> One lives in Brownstone. I thought of another Boston. I thought of another good uh good NPC name. Yeah. Benicio Bean Breeze. <laughs> I think Bean Breeze is a fantastic <laughs> last name. Because Breeze seems so so nice, you know? But then when it's a bean breeze, you're like, whoa, I, I wonder what that is all about. I mean you you know what it's all about, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Also, Franklin fart joke. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, this is another NPC name that I thought of, Jennifer Alebate. <laughs> wow, that's a, that'd be a good name. That's kind of that'd funny. be a good name like for a female for a 16, NPC. Yeah, yeah, sixteen-year-old female NPC. That's what you do. Data Vortex says, "What would it take to make a hundred percent of the functionality in the game accessible through the API?" Well, what do you, what does the API mean? Like the like I think the I think he's talking API. about CD Moyer's API thing. I mean, it would take recoding the entire game for no reason to use that, right? Like basically because this is a web game and because we don't do any sort of client restriction, like the whole game is it, HTTP kind of an is an API yeah. for that. Like kind you of, you know, yeah. you could easily write a client People that have done it. Like yeah, just I mean, my, you know, and, yeah, exactly. You know. Uh, you know. It it makes it it makes it susceptible to us changing verbiage for things or locations of things on the screen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, an API ostensibly wouldn't, but you could but change I think, something in there accidentally. And yeah, then... but I think I think that an API, you're committing to it being stable unless you announce it ahead of time, whatever. Sure. But, you know, what what I like... What I like about the way that we do things, which which is where we sudden sometimes change things and break all of the all of the bots, is that it keeps the bots up to date, right? Huh. Like it, we don't leave in behavior if that behavior is harmful, for instance, right? We're and we're under no obligation to. It's like we we're using this interface out of convenience to us. It also happens to be a very open interface, which the Linux assholes like. And so they make, you know, their own uh, their own clients and they interact with our shit 
but they're still doing it on our terms, right? I mean, you know, it's our service. We get to decide how we provide it. It's our sexy body. We'll do what we want. Beowulf says, what are your favorite food and slash booze concoctions in real life? I assume absinthe eggnog is not one of them. No, that's not, uh, that's that gross. sounds awful. Yeah, it was gross. Uh, you know, I like a, I like a soft boiled egg. I'm a man of, I'm a man of simple tastes. I like a soft boiled egg. I like a cup of black coffee. I like a, I like a glass of whiskey. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely become a major fan of, uh, McAllen whiskey and, uh, there are several different kinds of beer that I like. I basically, at this point, drink almost almost nothing but water and alcohol. And food-wise, man, I, there's all kinds of foods that I like. I'm, I'm a big fan of a uh, Cajun chicken pasty at the Cornish Pasty Company. I like a lamb. I like a lamb shank. You do like you like lamb and a lot of different varieties. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like a really good steak. I like. I mean, I like a really good, good anything. Salad, yeah. Definitionally, I like, I like a really good anything. Pretty much anything that's that's tasty. It, you know, I do tend to go for. I'm I'm definitely like a purist when it comes to the things that I consume. I don't ever really like salt my food. Yeah. Even. Yeah. You know, like I, I just like, you know, I occasionally like. I like it when complexity in the kitchen boils down to simplicity on the plate. That's what I like. When you when you go to uh, Chipotle, you try to get something that reduces down to a uniform grade paste. Yeah, I do. I go to Chipotle and I get a I get a uh, I get a burrito bowl and I get the rice and the and black beans and then whatever meat and then uh, sour cream and cheese. I don't like to let them put any color yeah. in it, so it's everything all, it's, it's like a grayscale. I end up with like a grayscale burrito bowl and then I stir it up until it is like hot stuff says, kind of a uniform gray paste, and then I eat it. And Jesus Christ, is that fucking good? I had that for lunch yesterday. Meanwhile, I get everything that has color in it, like lettuce and all, every different kind of salsa, basically. And fucking corn. Goddamn kernels of corn. Yeah. Ugh. Do you not like corn at all? You like corn. I like corn on the cob. But it's, it is still corn. No, it's not. Actually, what I, if I think about it, once I've bitten the corn off the cob, I'm disgusted by it. So really what I have to do is I have to bite it off it and out. then, no, just chew it up and swallow it before I realize what's going on. Huh. I can only eat corn on the cob when I'm really drunk. Huh. I mean, really, I can only eat anything when I'm what really about, drunk. I can, uh, really, I can only be awake while really drunk. What if I gave you some sort of severe mental trauma? Then you, you could probably have, well, anyone. If, what if you had some severe mental trauma? You could probably enjoy corn in all its forms. Do you think? Yeah, because you wouldn't be thinking about it. Okay, I'm, th- I'm, talking, like a, I'm talking like a prefrontal. Right, you know. if I got like a corn bottomy. Yeah. Uh, I decided that in the world of the, uh, of the new game, they're going to, the, the, because... Uh, there, well, I don't know. I mean, this might be crazy spoilers, but there are uh, parts of the world that are in sunlight all the time. And I was thinking that in those areas, they grow uh, these really giant ears of corn. Super corn? Yeah, super corn. I don't know if it's really called super corn. We'll come up with a better name for it, like no, a name in corn. context. Do they call things super in ye old word realms? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to be blending a lot of like new and old in this. If, if, Maybe, if like, the it could be all steampunk and be like ether corn. That Riff has been writing are going to be canon. I don't know if you've been reading that stuff. I've been reading some of them. Yeah. yeah. It's getting pretty modern and it's... Is it getting silly? Well, no, not necessarily, but it's getting very modern. He's, written a, he's written a mentality. Hollywood. He's written a Hollywood into it. Kind of, yeah. yeah. You know. It's... With marketing agencies and that, that kind of thing. So, hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, when there's a when there's a society where there's a big, uh, you know, so what we're doing really is we're trying to explore what happens when there's an extreme wealth disparity. 
there is a there is a vast wealth disparity in this in this game's yeah. world. You know, and but I mean, it's, nobody is like in the game that we're making. Like the little snippet of the world that you're going to see doesn't really show anything. Yeah, we're doing a tremendous amount of work on backstory for a project that may not even get off the ground. That is true. Um, Cyber Thirty Four says, speaking of which, you guys really should stop worrying about what the players will think of your business decisions and just do them. We trust you. But part of the reason that you trust us is because we are honest with you and and engaged with you about the things that we do. So, and well, we, we wring our hands a lot about stuff like we you know we want enough money to survive but sometimes we, want... we have meetings where we wring one another's hands do we it's really painful yeah that sounds awful like like an indian uh rug burn an indian rope what is that an indian burn is it just an indian burn i think it's an indian burn yeah huh. and you're a racist no it's when you give somebody a rash and then you take it back <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of an indian rope trick which is doubly racist is it well it's always racist when i tell Sorab to if there's something up high I just tell him to climb a rope to get it for me. Have you actually done that? Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Sometimes he thinks it's funny, and sometimes he gets mad at me when I make jokes about about him being Indian. I don't know, man. He he makes fun of us for being white all the time. Does he? Not really. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't. He's he's too he's too sensitive to those kind of no, things. No, I mean he like I mean like I think he he recognizes that that we're white and therefore inferior and doesn't rub our noses in it. Okay. I guess that's... Half Void says, Have you guys heard of The Maid? It's a museum to display and archive video games. Saw a lecture today by the founder... Or no, sorry. Saw a lecture by the founder, Alex Handy, last night. Man, I wish that guy's name was Jay Handy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I've not heard of it, but I will check out the link that you sent us. Uh, Amesville says, Love, love, loving drunks giving. With the hashtag, KOL is awesome. Aww. Which, you know, those Kings of Leon assholes are going to think, Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about with drunks giving, but that sounds like something we would make up. <clears throat> I don't know if the guys from Kings of Leon are assholes or not. In my mind, they're assholes. Should, should we get them to do some sort of uh, song for the game? So that there should be, should be a crossover hit. KOL oh, for boy. KOL. Formula XFD says, even in the future, nothing works. <laughs> yep. What is, what is wrong with computers? Like They have gotten crazy complicated. That said, you know, I, I was able to install an entirely different operating system in a virtual computer on my computer. Yeah, everything you do works. It's only the things that I do that don't work. Like turning on a microwave. Did you could you not turn on a microwave? No, I haven't actually had a lot of problems with I've only used <laughs> I've used three microwaves, all of which I'm familiar with in the last like year. I see. So it's been okay. Although today I did start cooking nothing in an attempt to set a timer. Really? I was trying to run the timer, and I ended up turning the microwave on. Huh. Yeah. Did your microwave explode? No. Nope. Because you're not supposed to run it with nothing in there? No. It's it's fine for a little while. I saw this video online of a guy that um, put some lick, some water in a, in a Kahlua bottle and put, like, a little metal stopper in and then filled the neck of the Kahlua bottle with, uh, like, resin, like, like uh, fiberglass resin. Okay. And let that harden for a day. And then microwaved it and after 20 minutes there was just this violent explosion that destroyed the entire microwave just blew it to pieces wow. and like embedded a bunch of shrapnel in his like garage door and the beams in the ceiling and stuff yeah wow it's crazy this guy just destroys microwaves and then he takes the transformers from microwaves and links them together to make these just crazy like like things to try and get like electrical arcs as big and as bright as he can Jesus. against things like 
we we did some stupid things at my fraternity where we would just wire a bunch of capacitors together in series so we had a i think we had a one farad capacitor at some point which is a lot of charge and then we would we would get two live leads from the capacitor we would discharge it all at once by connecting it with a copper pipe and it would vaporize the copper and it would just send out send out these molten copper sparks everywhere that would get <laughs> embedded in the walls we did this in our living rooms not not a good idea huh yeah we ruined a couple of like uh, composite portraits that we had that were on the wall because they were just they were just embedded with copper that had been flown off did you keep little pieces of the copper did it turn into little the, meteorites? the, pipe, the pipe like just had these giant holes in it i'm sorry meteoroids I've, I've already forgotten everything. Metroid. That, that little, yeah, little uh, little sprites from Metroid. Yeah. That's weird. How did you arrange the capacitors to make it so when it melted the copper, it did so in a pattern that looked like a I can't brain? Think of, I can't think of the name of any enemies from Craid. Metroid. Well, the bosses. Ridley, Ridley and Craig and Mother Brain, yeah. I don't... Yeah, did the did all the individual guys have names? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember any they of them. They did. Um, Herbert. Yes. Accentric Aum says, your corporate sponsorship must have worked because I've never seen over 1,200 people logged on at the same time before. That's the holiday. The, yeah, it's the holiday. And, there, you know, there used to be, like, 2,500 people on during, like, Crimbo. Like, yeah. It, it's a lot for the last year or so, but it's not a lot. It's not a lot for our history. So sad. Maybe that's why I'm depressed. It's, it is a little depressing that it's so laggy, given that there were times in the past where we had more people yeah on. when this was like the baseline number and it wasn't laggy i don't know i don't know what the fuck is going on we've probably just done something dumb in the way that we've programmed something yep and by we we you mean me well i mean i i have not done any of the coding so if i had done it it would have been much worse i'm sure or it would have never worked in the first place so you know i'm not trying to criticize i'm just saying that you know there's probably something that we could do that differently that would be faster but maybe by being faster, we wouldn't be able to back it up, and it would crash, and then everybody would lose everything they have. Yeah, that's probably what would happen. Yeah. But then they would love it. I saw that thread about, uh, boy, I wish I'd been here during the exciting good old days when White Wednesday and Black Sunday happened, and everybody was like, dude, shut up. Well, like, yeah, it's like, yeah. it was awesome when everybody lost everything they had. That was sweet. Yeah. That time when Pie Monkey deleted the inventory table. Boy, those were the days. That's the old I mean, it, frontier. It's funny. It was funny. It's funny in retrospect. It's funny when you're not invested, you know? Yeah. Uh, Davik says in the forum thread, which, thank you so much, guys, for this forum thread. Thank you, King Stupid, for telling people not to ask the same goddamn questions over and over again, even though there's a bunch of that later in the thread. But still, they probably were all TLDR on the first post. Davik <laughs> writes, there's a long-running discussion about what belongs in the native interface versus what should be handled via Mafia and or scripts. A lot of the functionality native today, uh, for example, combat scripts, custom outfits, started out on third-party software and was eventually added to the game. Other than obvious spoilers or anything that solves part of the game for you, the entire Naughty Sorcerer Slayer, for instance, how do you decide which things are worth implementing and which ones should remain third-party? I've heard that tab chat is something that might be added to the game soon. Are there other, any other things you're considering or have decided to add? I don't think that custom outfits yeah, were third-party. I remember very before. distinctly asking for those back when I was just a player and you being like stop asking for features assholes and then uh, eventually just implementing it and I don't remember there ever being a third party thing because this was before third party things were yeah I mean Mafia didn't thing. exist the, yeah. the the most that people had was like I mean I guess somebody could have written like a some sort of helper frame container or something that would have but there was nothing public that let I let them store up a bunch of, yeah, yeah that I don't think I mean and combat scripts also I mean we didn't we didn't really take 
external functionality and duplicate it. We just did it the way that we would do it. I mean, you I know, guess, I guess that's it. There's a, there is a bunch of stuff to automate fighting. So, like in that way, it was a scripting, scripted combat. I mean, we're not going to have every good idea for for this game, right? Like, there's there's going to be somebody who brings a, a combination of of experience and and know how to bear, and writes some grease monkey script that's like, oh wow, that's super handy. You know, I always select things based on their simplicity. I don't. I always, you know, I get a little edgy when I look at some of the way that the game works and I think like what the fuck is this like if I don't remember what this is it is going to be bewildering to a new person who doesn't already understand how it works so like trying even to even though just... you're old and a new person might be young yeah I guess they're a little shrewder although you know I think a lot of people look at they... I really hate the March of Progress because what about the March of Dimes that, I hate those people too I, listen, sleep, the, the next question is from Sleepy Worm, and so okay. I, I hate the poor. I just have to remind you all, I hate the poor. Did you hate yourself when you were poor? Yeah. Huh. Well, See, I was never really... Egalitarian. I was never really poor. Poor, right? I mean, uh, sure, really you like... You were not destitute. You were, you were middle class or whatever. I mean, work, we know working class. Like, right? Like, our family was working class. My whole family was, right? You know what? Yeah. I realized this. Everyone in my family, even my extended family... There is never a time in my memory when any adult member of my family did not have a job. Huh. I got to thinking about that today, and it's like, huh, well, what if I hadn't grown up under those circumstances? Would I feel the same way about people who don't work? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I go back to this argument that I had with a friend of mine all the time who told me that I was an asshole and not a Democrat enough. When he said that he he believed that I was imagining that there is a class of people who don't want to who work. don't want to work. Yeah, I remember that. And I I just was like, man, have you ever spent any time around poor people? Because like we could just go find some, you know, we could just drive around and I could point at a bunch of people who don't want to work. And you know why I can point at them? Because they're just out fucking walking around instead of working. I I wonder if I really want to work. I mean, I, you know, you want to work. You don't you would not be happy just sitting in a room watching television all day every day. I I think that you would find that existence deeply deeply dissatisfying. I, I mean, I want to create something, but I think I would enjoy being able to create something without feeling the pressure that I consider work. Right. Sure. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that you want, like, a job, right? Yeah, but that's, that's you know, the thing, right? Like, you know, people people might want to play basketball, and if that could be their work, they would appreciate it, but... Well, I mean, if your work could be testing different ways to get blowjobs, you know? I mean, yeah. that, that's uh, there's, all sorts of, there's all sorts of magical genie wishes that aren't going to come true well, for anybody. Right, but so, I mean, who knows what what like fundamentally people want in that regard right like people don't want to have jobs people don't in general i think appreciate having to having to work having to trade that like a significant portion of their time yeah to be able to to survive sure. i mean it's like i'm arguing the opposite side of what i actually believe now and saying that you know it's like yeah but i think we want to work i well i love what i'm doing right like that's i think i'm lucky in that regard though I don't think I don't think that's true of a lot of people who have jobs. Right. And if there are people who have never had a job that they enjoyed, like 
they don't I can understand them not wanting to work because they don't know that there is a way that they could work that they would enjoy it right and maybe what they do enjoy isn't conducive to like making a living with. right because that's just masturbating right. uh, uh, which is only going to yeah. eating ice cream and masturbating yeah you know, which you there are very few jobs especially that combine those two skill sets yeah anyway Sleepy Worm who uh, loves the poor as much as I hate them says i went to cool.com and it looks like somebody else is squatting on your domain so how do you feel about your money zone promotion and jingle on mabimbam have you done this kind of thing on other venues lately no uh that was what i so i i decided the first actual advertising that is the first advertising dollars i've ever spent i gave them 150 dollars to do that segment and it was because i figured that they had actually played the game um and they it turns out two of the three of them had and i'm like ah sweet that like my my uh my nerd dar is is working um, and I knew it would be funny and awesome, and I was like, and I also, it's like, I kind of wanted to give the Max Fun guys some money because they do awesome stuff, and yeah. you know, it's like I'm already, I'm already a, a monthly contributor. Um, I don't think I give them enough to be in any of the tiers. I'm not one of Jordan's golden horseshoes or whatever. I recently reclassified that expense. It had been bill- being billed as a research expense. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, no. It's not actually deductible, is it? Um, because not like it's a charity. Although, can you you can write off donations to NPR? NPR is a five hundred one c Okay, though. okay. Um, I think. But yeah, no, I I mean I think we might be dead. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. And he says on the topic of podcast, somebody on overthinking it referred to an X is you as the kingdom of loathing motto rather than the pro wrestling windscreen. You're in the big leagues now. Yeah, it was weird. Two weeks in a row, kingdom of loathing came up on the overthinking it podcast. That's Again, awesome. They had this guest on who was just one of their longtime listeners. And she was like, oh yeah, I also listen to the kingdom of loathing podcasts, which I was like, wow, this doesn't sound like a person who wants to listen to the shit that I say at all. So hi and sorry. <laughs> well, that, I mean, <laughs> Takes takes all kinds. I think it it is weird to me that we have as many listeners as we do. You know, yeah. I think I figured it would be like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how real those numbers that I found are. I need to look at them. There's some, school there's friends. Some, yeah, just uh, like I, it's it's hard for me to imagine anybody. But that's that said, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people have willingly consumed and paid for stuff that I've created so sure. I can't it's it's hard to maintain my sort of like nobody wants defining to low saying. self-esteem yeah it's uh, like uh, abysmal mitten says the topic about the kingdom's history got me thinking how do you feel things have changed on your end in the past four or five years it seems like the amount and complexity of content has really stepped up in the past year or two do you think that's because you've had more time and ideas to devote to the game or more experience in the coding and or game design to allow you to do neater things or what so there's a number of things. I will uh, I will reiterate a s- sentence from earlier today where you said, "I know I don't know enough about computers to do my job." <laughs> yeah, that was that was like I don't know, between six twenty five and seven p.m. when we were getting in the car to come here to do the radio show. I don't know enough about computers to, to yeah. Um, yeah. So. I, like I, I don't know how honest you wanted me to get in answering this, but I I think that the whole the the progress in the last year or two, you know, since, since basically like January of last year, like since Brickos, right? It, we have kind of stepped up the game, and I can attribute that to two things. One is a sort of desperation owing to declining revenue and fear for the future. And the other thing is the finalization of my divorce just 
made me so much happier and gave me so much more time to dedicate to work that it was, you know, I mean, it was just kind of like finally emerging from a sort of tunnel of horror. I mean, it wasn't bad like the entire time I was married, but like I would say the last like year and a half of my marriage, I was basically miserable all the time. And that's going to interfere with your your shit, you know. C.D. Moyer, uh, you know, getting... Switching from Xenophobe to C.D. Moyer was a good move for the company in terms of, like, not even necessarily skill, but drive. Polish. Certainly. And polish, yeah. C.D. Moyer will not flinch at things that are complicated the way that Xeno would. You know, if it was like, how should we do this? Zeno was good, you know, in the beginning of like doing things that I could have done, whereas C.D. Moyer will just do things that I can't do. And so we can get a lot more ambitious. You know, Josh can come up with some harebrained, complicated thing, and then we can turn it into an awesome game. Um, our tools have gotten dramatically better. You know, looking at the fact that I used choice adventures to make Space Trip as opposed to like what a choice adventure was five years ago is kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff, just a lot of, there's a lot of factors, you know, it's, I mean, it's entirely possible now for, for riff or Scully to do like 85% of the development of a, an entire idea potentially if they want to, you know, so they can sort of do their own thing and then, just get a last mile completion from either you or CD Moyer. Yeah. Well, I mean, which the last mile always ends up being 10 miles, you know, but sure. But it's, yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is good. You know, we've gotten, we've just, I think gotten better at our jobs in general, even though I don't know enough about computers to actually do mine. I just have to buy Every time I'm a computer breaks, I just buy a new one. It was like your joke about what, every time my car ran out of gas, I just would discard it by the side of the road and buy a new car. That's what I did for a while. I, uh, I, I'm thinking about the, the, the new game too, a little bit. And like, you know, we started it several years ago and you had a very definite, definite idea of what it was going to be. And it has grown tenfold probably in depth and complexity from what you had wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's frustrating to you. And I can see why that is frustrating, but I think at the... At, I mean, it's going to be fucking great when it comes out. Yeah, like, that's, I, that's what I'm hoping, at least. Yeah. I mean, I very deeply believe in it, but I I seriously think that it is going to be a year before we get it done. Which sucks. And, yeah. I mean, it, uh, you're saying it sucks that I think that, or it sucks that it's going to take another year? Well, I, it, whichever way, like, either, either it, of those things... Both of those suck. Both of those things suck. So, I'm a lot more optimistic, but, you know... I don't know. There's not a lot that you can do right now. I know, and that's why it's frustrating, right? Yeah. It's like the fact that this is a thing. Basically, anything in KOL that's not like some crazy code that C.D. Moyer wrote that I just don't understand. Anything that needs to be done in KOL, I can do myself. So if it's like, I'm worried about this, I can just work on it all night and not be worried about it anymore. Yeah. You know, like there's no... I have no one to blame for missed deadlines but myself, and no one, you know, like I, I just... I can always, there is always an amount of work that I can do that will make this thing come through. And with the new game, I just don't have that. You know, and it's like the new game is very much not a web app with stick figures in it, right? And that is going to. Yeah. I mean, I think you could, you could probably learn some action script if you really wanted to, you know? Yeah, I could, but I could have at any point in my career and And I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Uh, Lokiator says, have you ever considered creating an epic multi-ascension quest, one where you need to complete parts of the quest under different moon signs, path restrictions, and or classes? Yeah, there was supposed to be stuff like that when Ascension rolled. There was supposed to be stuff in every zone that changed based on Ascensions, but that those those all got sort of yanked out so that we could actually roll. We it could out. finish it in a rational, yep, non geological time scale. Um, also, any plans for Uncle Peace to resume selling antiques? Those quests were great fun. Yeah, they were. They were a struggle. <laughs> They were a struggle to create, and they made me feel like I wasn't getting anything else done. You wanted so. them to be, like, on the scale of it would take you a single day to implement one. Yeah. And it never was. Nope. Which sucks. I mean, and that's the thing. Even something that takes me a single day to implement doesn't take me a single day to implement. You know, it's like, it maybe is one day of, of labor, but the, getting getting it to the point where I can do that day is just a bunch of a bunch of sweat and tears you know you've got to stop collecting all of your uh, excretions I think that might help yeah I'd probably be able to walk faster if I wasn't carrying this backpack with every dump I'd ever taken yep in it and if you aren't always wearing that still suit yeah um black black Let's see. Interesting new question about KOL. So, you've been a lot more open as of late with the actual underlying mechanics of the game. <laughs> Being explicit about deleveling and Mr. A familiar abilities, giving straight this is how it works info on the latest quest revamps and so on. So my question, what point do you think is too much information? Ultra rare formula? I guess, although if I remember correctly, it's been said that having the formula may not actually help. But is there another line in the sand, so to speak, or does that line not even exist in your mind? I don't know. You know, I, I was... I was about to go in a couple days ago and just put the sizes on foods and booze, you know, because I, I feel like what what would that do if you had the size of the food but didn't know how big your fullness was? Yeah, that's a good question. I should probably put in a hunger meter, too. <laughs> that's not funny. I've always resisted it and for no good reason, you know. I mean, there is no sense in obfuscating mechanics when everyone who cares is just going to look at a web page and discover them, right? Like, I don't know that... Did did World of Warcraft ever make it explicit in the in the basic vanilla interface the notion of threat? No, not until pretty recently. And is it explicit in the basic interface now? Yes. You get a, you get a percentage of... I, you know, it, it might not be because I don't actually know have, from never having used any add-ons or really done any, like, you know, theory crafting. Uh -huh. God, I hate that word. Theory crafting? Yeah. Used to describe the sort of spading of uh, and strategizing for World of Warcraft stuff. You know, I, I like the term theory craft. I didn't think of it yeah. as anything that applied directly to World of Warcraft. So it'll tell you. So threat, was a, threat is like a core thing. In multiplayer. In, in multiplayer play, right? Sure. Yeah, but they, but it's also it's also kind of a baffling thing, and there's no good way to work it into the fiction. I mean, th I guess the calling it threat. <laughs> well, I mean, the way that they described skills, it was it was actually really interesting watching sort of novice players choose skills that were meant primarily for multiplayer stuff, where like a high threat, like that they would use those skills even though they were bad attacks. Because they didn't understand what threat was. Yeah. You know? And I don't think it really explains it to you, you know? 
I mean, it's well, that's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was worded ambiguously enough that somebody who didn't really know what was going on would try it and not know that that wasn't a good thing to be doing. You know, and it's weird as, as obfuscated as some of that stuff is it, world of Warcraft is arguably one of the most accessible video games ever. Yeah. Right. Or, or it's so good that people are drawn to it and persevere through their failure to understand it in spite of its, well, it's okay. opaque. I mean, if we're talking about just in, in terms of installed I you were user, saying if we were talking about Justin Timberlake. I, know, if I don't know if, if he plays well or not. If we're just talking about like number of players, then maybe Farmville is the most accessible game. Yeah. Right? It's or expressive. Happy Farm or whatever. We went and had, uh, we went and had lunch with some guys from a from a local game studio that I didn't even know about. That was fun. There's a there's a couple actually in the area that are around, I guess like Cheyenne Mountain. Yeah, I didn't realize that Stargate Worlds failure had been a local failure. Who knows, man. We uh so again, my, so my mom was in town for a couple of days and we went to uh that the aforementioned Cornish pasty company for dinner and uh they have sort of community style tables. If you have like pew, they're pews and doors. Yeah. So the tables <clears> are doors and you sit in like church pews. Um, and so we sat sort of next to this couple that was already there. And the, the girl just looked like, like a volleyball player. And the guy was like just sort of a big beefy jock. Yeah. And turns out she's like, mom is real friendly and yeah. she started talking to them. She made friends like right away. And, uh, turns out the girl, she teaches, she like coaches volleyball, but she's like a special ed teacher. And the guy, while he did play I think he played basketball or whatever, maybe football in in college. He uh, he owns a like, like a, a game like a, store, yeah games or like a miniatures and and magic shop. It was yeah, weird. and it was like just so not what you'd expect. Just um, goes to show you you um shouldn't judge a you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stupak says, "What's your favorite thing about the new game?" I, I guess I didn't actually answer Bax's Land's question. Um, yeah, sorry. I don't know. You know. I don't know why I don't want you to know how many hit points the monster has. It, part of it is that, like a lot of the mechanics were not designed to be shown. And so it is. What does it mean to present a monster's muscle and mysticality, right? Or muscle and moxie, right? Do monsters have muscle and moxie? They have power and defense. We have different. We describe them, them as the power end. and defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the new clan dungeon, we're talking about putting in a reward that lets you start collecting that information from monsters and then displaying it to you and making the monster's hit point total. One of the things that that will do is make the monster's hit point total available to combat scripts, right? Because people want that functionality. That is actually like the idea of folding into the narrative a way for you to gather those things, you know, because I mean, the dwarf, uh, the dwarf mind stuff just gives it to you flat out. It tells you those wow. numbers exactly. It it gives them to you in code, yeah. but it is solvable. Yeah. I'm sure there is a grease monkey script to just convert it to real numbers. Or it, maybe nobody cares. Maybe nobody's willing to wear that equipment to right. get that. Maybe nobody knew until now I what it's they, actually doing. I think you think they, they did? Think they explored it. If not, then it was time to reveal that. Uh, Twillow's question about the Alice's Army antis, uh, I don't know that I want to read because I don't know if enough people know about it that it's really exploitable right now and it's going to be fixed. Yeah, that's the, the goal is for that to not be a problem. Yeah. Uh, Shiver Warp says, have any suggestions for newish games to check out? I've been playing a lot of uh, that Solomon's Keep game that was suggested by that guy a week ago or two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, that, that was a good suggestion. That, was, that, yeah. that definitely 
scratch that itch that I was having for like a a game where I leveled up and got progressively more skills and stuff like that. These, I mean, these are all iPhone games. I don't know if there's new browser games. I played a little bit of that uh, Gymcraft Labyrinth game, which is sort of a ridiculous number of Gymcraft levels that are chained together by sort of exploring this sort of giant labyrinth. And there's like hidden stuff in the labyrinth. There's like some goal that you're trying to get to in the middle. It's like, it's 13 by 13, so it's 169 levels. Huh. Huge. And I, you know, I got through maybe... 10 or 15 of them before I sort of was like okay and then you can start it's it's got a ridiculous number of sort of toggles for difficulty you can you can set a bunch of stuff to be much harder and you get more experience points right stuff like that to feel like leveling up um and I actually had gone to it because um Jarko had had talked about that as maybe being overwhelming for a new player but I don't think he actually spent any time playing it because they, it does unlock one at a time sort of over time so it's not, it's not like it's all available to you at the very beginning. I have to say, even having played a lot of the previous Gemcraft games, I looked at that and I was like, eh, there's too much shit going on in this game. I don't want to play it. There is a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. There really is a lot. Um, it was kind of fun, though. It, like Each level on the, the basic setting is not hard. The ones that I tried. like I got through everything the first time. Playing an easy tower defense game is super boring, though. That's, you know... Well, but you're trying, to maximize, you're trying to maximize a bunch of stuff. Like, there's a bunch of... they they In this one, they let you start building your own mazes, which is new, I think, for Jim For Jim Yeah, it is. Um, it's There's a bunch of stuff going on. It's it's worth checking out, because it's got, it's got a bunch of interesting mechanics and ideas and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's... I think that's, that, that kind of stuff is worth... You know what I wish they would do is release with. some more level packs for Geodefense and Geodefense Swarm. They released two new level packs for the Creeps today. For the creeps. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Those level packs don't intrigue me as much. Also, something happened and reset all my progress. Wow, that's I'm not even just lost all the data for whatever reason, and that makes me sad. That is sad. Because I had like gone through and earned it. I spent a lot of time playing that game. I earned a lot of medals and stuff. That's depressing. Did they add new towers? I don't know. <sighs> anyway. That was a pretty good tower defense game. Uh I played some uh, speaking of iPhone games, I uh I played a bunch of dungeon raid. That's a pretty fun game. I like Dungeon Raid. I'm excited about the next patch. Uh, Helsing's Fire had a recent uh, update that... I'm not smart enough to play Helsing's changed Fire. The, ...changed the gameplay pretty significantly. Hmm. I'm probably not... I'm even even not smarter enough to it's, play it now. Well, there are some levels that are ridiculously complicated. Um, yeah, you know, it's like each little one is sort of like a little logic puzzle, which is very appealing to me like it's procedurally generated logic puzzles are it's like a fascinating yeah thing right there's that board game that uh just came came out that sounds really cool in that regard oh the mansions of madness Madness. thing yeah the riff riff picked it up we might play it tomorrow yeah uh, without you buddy yeah uh but yeah it's got a thing where it's like you know you're you're moving around on a board or whatever and it's like oh this door is locked you have to solve this lock picking puzzle and it's like a puzzle based with tiles and it's sort of randomly generated based on some starting conditions in the book, I guess. But then your ability to do it also sort of like your intelligence score determines how many moves you get to make yeah. on it. Like it seems it seems like a pretty neat a pretty neat system. Yeah, I'm I'm super curious. It might be cumbersome out. in practice. Or not. Maybe it's fun, you know? The idea of solving of trying to solve puzzles by moving little tiles around with like you looking over my shoulder is just really stressful to me. Huh. Um, it is instance. a way. It is a way. I think for 
a cooperative game to actually have some meaning who's doing what, right? Sure. Like, there is a little bit of that in... Betrayal. Betrayal, where you have different attributes, but you're basically just rolling a die, and it's just like who gets lucky first kind of stuff. Um, whereas a game where you actually have to, like, solve some puzzles or something, like, I could see that being kind of exciting, you know? <clears throat> Zion Rave Scene says, uh, that's the best player name. Zion Rave Scene? That's yeah. hilarious. Uh, fair do if uh, all you saw was the first six episodes of Blackadder, but the next 18 are much funnier if broader in humor. I suggest you give them a fair go. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've only seen like one or two episodes. I didn't think it was terrible. You know, British British comedies are very strange when you've sort of grown up on American TV. Melon says, why are the giants more powerful than most of the monsters in the level 11 quest? I always remember reaching the castle being a huge cock block for me when I was low skilled because of the massive jump from the airship. Even now I just power level to level 11 and do most of that quest before going back to the giants. Doesn't help that there's not really anything else to do at level 10. I don't know. Uh, yeah. We can knock, knock them down I a mean, few pegs the thing is and reduce the, the meat that they drop. The the stuff in the hole in the sky is even more powerful. I mean, granted, that's not necessarily level 10-ish, but it opens at level 10. You know, in the level 11 quest, you're going back to a bunch of low-level areas, and then there's a bunch of stuff that is pretty tough at the end. Is it tougher than the castle? I, I don't, don't actually know if it I don't is know. or not. I'd have to look at the numbers. It's been a long time since we've uh, evaluated the, the, those kind of things for balance. RNG he hate me says did you guys mean Alice's Army to be a reference to the Resident Evil movies I know you did no um Scully, Scully might have had that in mind to some extent I mean it's definitely a Alice in Wonderland thing Hojo Hominy Grid says do the items that come out of the fisherman's sack after the accordion thief nemesis quest is completed have to be quest items I can understand them being no trade since they're a quest reward after all but it seems like it wouldn't be game breaking to have all these fish oil bombs and whatnot disappear when ascending uh ask Riff Haha, <laughs> you can't. Uh, I thought this was just supposed to be a benefit for being an accordion thief, and we didn't want you pulling them as other classes. Yeah. So that's, like, quest item is not a good name for it, as as always, but the mechanic is... Yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean, untra you could pull them as other classes. Yeah, I guess. That's what we're saying. Like, this is a, this is... We wanted there to be benefits to actually being a particular class. And yeah. so... Like that's one of the things that an accordion thief gets is is the stuff from there, and you can only get those as an accordion thief. You can't stockpile them and pull them as other classes and stuff. That's that's the idea behind it, at least, you know. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Psyche says, "Do you guys have any favorite jokes? My all-time favorite is what's brown and sticky, but I heard an excellent excellent spoonerism type joke that gives it a run for its money." What's the difference between a Greyhound Depot and a crab with boobs? One's a crusty bus station. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Um, some people talking about Alice's Army. Mr. Crack asking if we would do a new shirt in the store that was disco banded on a non-gay color. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have wanted for a long time to do something where we had an option that would have a dozen different possible designs like each of the character classes in each gender let's say and you would pick one of those and you'd pick a shirt color and we wouldn't guarantee 
delivery dates. But as soon as we had 12 of the same design, we would do a print of them because doing them in, un, in like batches under 12 is just sort of prohibitive cost wise. So we would do a print run of those and then we would ship them out. Um, logistically, that would be kind of a pain in the ass, but I think it would be possible. I don't think we're selling enough stuff in the store for it to be even plausible at this point. Who knows? You know, we get a couple orders a day. We could start. Uh, we could start re. Uh, we could start screening them ourselves. A friend of mine is doing something interesting. He like has a project that he wants to do, and it would you know it will result in a product that he would then you know make make a, some some copies of or whatever. And he's like, this is only really feasible if I can do it for a hundred people. And so he's using a website called Kickstarter.com, which I'd never heard of. But the idea is you put a project up there and you set some thresholds. If enough people are interested in your project by a certain deadline and commit money to it, then on that deadline, all those people will be charged. If, if, if they, if you meet your thresholds, all those people will be charged, you know, you'll get the money and then you do your project and then you give them the stuff. And if you, if it doesn't, if you don't meet the thresholds, nothing happens. No one loses any money. Project just sort of, it's like all or nothing funding. Cause like their, their sort of theory was like, it sucks to have $2,000 and people who've given you $2,000 and you need $5,000 to do a project. And then they want you to like finish this thing with when you don't have enough money or whatever. Right. So like, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting idea, you know, and if we could use a model like that for other kind of merchandise, I think that would be kind of interesting. You know, I mean, it's a lot more calories than I'm willing to burn on selling t-shirts. Sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's no way that we could do it in, in sort of the scale that I think people are wanting things that makes sense, but oh, I don't know. The idea is really cool. There are people, there are artists out there who are, you know, potentially making some money doing this. Yeah. So, uh, to big quack says following on from a forum thread regarding the container slot. Can we have some of the fun, but not impacting on gameplay items change to containers? I'm specifically thinking about the defective skull, though the skull family generally would be good. No, 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 that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, and I, I kind of like the idea of being forced to sacrifice a useful equipment slot for something that's giving you information, you know? That's that's sort of a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then Light Ninja says, Woo, back from four days of KOL burnout that included much StarCraft 2 Stumbled upon this Facebook, or this posted on their Facebook a couple days ago. And then there's that beer poster that you printed out today yeah. and uh, put on your wall. I had seen that. Nightmare sent me that. Oh, yeah? A long time ago. Um, I kind of want more specific examples of what they're talking about. Because, like, there's a bunch of beers that I have had that I want to know where they fit on that chart. Right. Um... I mean, I think you could basically could, look it up on Beer Advocate. Kind of. like. No, you can definitely look it up on Beer Advocate. Well, right, but I don't know if their categories agree with the posters' categories necessarily. Um, you don't think, that, you don't stuff, think that's just a, 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 a report generated from BeerAdvocate.com's database? No, I don't. Okay, um, if you say so. I had beers sort of all over that whole chart. I, like, I, There's definitely slightly more on the top half than the bottom half, so the, like, that's... The bottom half is a lager, and the top half is a But, you know, there were beers that I liked and beers that I didn't like sort of scattered all over that thing. So, mm -hmm. you know. He has three questions. 
One, yay, Drunksgiving. Booze drops, but no food, though, especially considering you're getting the extra fullness today. We were wondering if anybody would complain about that, and so far, one person has. There have been a couple of people who have. There? I didn't read the Drunksgiving thread. Yeah, people were like, I mean, there were people who were, who were like, teetotalers being like, uh, hello, this is our holiday. <laughs> and, uh, and some other people that were like sad that we didn't have food drops. Can you talk a bit more about the Valhalla revamp? Will there be an advantage to doing path run versus no path runs, or will it remain relatively the same as it is now? There will be an advantage in terms of the skill at which you can perm, or the speed at which you can perm skills. Well, Maybe not, not though. Not necessarily. It depends like real, on how much real slower time they, yeah. versus in-game yeah. time. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. We don't know. Uh, yeah, it's there will things will be different. Yeah, it's going to be a real shakeup. We're going to grab a brush and put a little makeup yeah. on Valhalla. Um, people, people, there will definitely be some things that people probably don't like, but I think by and large, the systems will be appealing to most, most players yeah. and will, they will resolve several complaints that people have had for a while. Yeah, we are, uh, we are doing something about the whole stat day thing. It's probably not what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but. you know. Or maybe it is, and you just don't know that you want yeah, it. Yeah, be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Fuckers. That's what we say. Be careful what you fuckers ask for, fuckers. It's going to be interesting. Things, yeah. are, things will be different. Yeah. Not like super different. No, super different. I mean, we're translating the game into Spanish. That, right. That's true. <clears throat> Which it's is tough for El those of Valhalla. us who don't speak Spanish. Yeah, I know. Scully has to do all of it. The pretentious artist is writing all the jokes from now on. Yeah. We're doomed. No, it's, it's funny. Number three, how would you feel about duplicating Hero with a half shell? Amount of damage dealt from a monster is determined by muscle and not moxie for mysticality classes. Perhaps make it a skill you have to cast at the start of combat that would dilute the monster's attack using your mysticality. Uh, a completely different alternative that I find personally interesting uh, is to take a percentage of the original damage you would have taken from the monster and take it all out of your MP. Uh, it makes it less interesting. Like a mana shield. Yeah, it makes it less so interesting for speedsters with skills, speeders with skills. But it would sorry, one of my eyes isn't working very well. But it would be interesting for the lower skilled folk, I think. At would least those without I healing skills. Covered half of the yeah, screen yeah, it would. With my hand. Uh, it would all depend on how high of a percentage this skill would do. It'd be interesting as long as you don't make it a passive. Yeah, you know, I thought when when we did that whole iron palm technique thing, and I I would still consider doing this, just making that a toggleable intrinsic instead of an effect that you have to cast on yourself. Like the fact that it costs mana and you can't, I guess you can shrug it off, but the fact that it costs mana made it, I think, not so useful. Mana shield is kind of an interesting notion. Yeah. It's tough. Like, I guess that's this, it's the same sort of trade-off as... No, it isn't, though, because like you, you don't... In a lot of other games, you cast it but then you still have full mana afterwards, right? Or do you? Is a mana shield always something that like costs no mana, but then it takes out of your MP when you get hit? I think it. I mean, in like Diablo, I think it costs some mana, but not so much that it's a big deal. Yeah, I don't know. Because if all of your utility is coming from mana, then I, making that a thing that was permed, you know, I mean, it's sort of like just making Moxie do everything again. Right, right. It, it it is just like reducing the number of factors that you have it to manage. Isn't though? It's an interesting choice though, because if you run out of mana, although there's a lot of 
It would make it so that, you know, the things that re re replenished mana in combat were both replenishing your attack resource and your defense resource. It, it's an interesting idea. Not a lot of stuff replenishes mana in combat anymore, though. Does it? Not, like, on a per-round basis. Sure. Sure. At least not without consuming something, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what I'm getting at, uh, what I'm getting from the last radio show, says Mega Man Rocks, is uh, that containers are basically a mistake Jake wishes he could have corrected ages ago. Why the bug bugbear drops a container then is completely beyond me. Well, it was, that was Riff's idea. It's, yeah, it's a joke because it's something that we don't yeah. use. Yeah. Um, listed a bunch of it. Still love to see a new slot for equipment. I just don't think we need any new equipment slots. I, that, I mean, like, I guess that's the danger of doing something that's sort of a self-referential joke, right? Because people who don't see it as a joke are like, "Why are you? Why are you doing this thing that you said you don't like?" You know? Yeah. Why are you hitting yourself in the face, Jack? You said know. you didn't like it, but here you are hitting yourself in the face. I mean, it's funny and all. But seriously. How did I miss the original post by WVO Quine? Where is it? Here it is. Uh, sorry. One, <clears throat> how would you feel about a really hard side quest with a really tough fight that gave a sweet prize, like a perm skill or a free pull item, but you only had one shot at it per ascension, and it would most likely take a few ascensions to pull off correctly? Then a bunch of people get into this argument about whether or not it's possible for us to do a fight that's hard. Um, there in, are definitely some fights that are hard. Context, yeah. I don't know. You know, people, it is not as much a matter for us as it is for a lot of games as just making the numbers bigger. Yeah, it is. It is hard to make a fight that once you know how it works is hard. Yeah, like there's a lot of you know we we I think ha still have a lot of gimmicks left in us for making fights require interesting and unusual behaviors. But once you know the gimmick, I'm not sure. Huh, I could I could think about it, I guess. I mean, we could do something where it's like, all right, this monster can only be killed by spells, and it can only be killed by spells if you have at least plus 50 spell damage from some sources or whatever. You know, like, it, maybe it's a monster that you can only encounter at level 3, and it requires a level 15 skill permed. Right. And you'd have a bunch of plus mana gear on and stuff. I mean, you know, j just like you maybe get what because you know we have a lot of mechanisms for forcing fights to go specific ways, right? Sure. Like you know, monsters monsters now have the ability to do like a, a percentage range of your hit points and damage, which is just a good way to put like a counter onto a fight and you know, or require you to do some healing or whatever. So I mean, I can imagine us doing it. You know, I mean, we could just look at like, well, what does it take? Is there something that you could pull that would give you enough mana to cast this Hobopolis skill at level three when you find this guy? You know, I'm sure we could do it, but then we would we would over the following six months introduce a bunch of new shit into the game, whose marginal power creep would make that fight trivial to win, and then trivialize the value of the reward that you got for it. That's what would happen there. It's tough. It is. I mean, we, we definitely have painted ourselves into a little bit of a corner in terms of combats and complexity. Yeah, I, you know, you you had one of those depressed take two months off things when I did the fucking love songs, and that just ruined ruined combat from here on out. Well, it it made things more tricky from here on out. Yeah, it forced us to come up with other mechanics like damage caps from one particular source on monsters and stuff. Yeah. 
Second question, WVO Quine writes, is you guys had special days last year or so that gave Possumancers, Seal Clubbers, and Turtle Tamers lots of love. That was actually like three years ago. Um, are you planning on making over the other three classes, or were those previous makeovers not part of an overarching class differentiation plan that would affect them all? I mean, we gave the ones that were sort of the most boring the most love, right? I mean, Sorcerers, I feel like, just have a ton of shit going on. And Postamancers seemed really weak compared to them. So, like, you know, a few years ago we did the the ghosts. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not like we made everything equal. Yeah. There are definitely, I feel like there are definitely reasons to be each class. There are more reasons now to be each particular class than there were before. But in terms of ascending, people are still, you know, no no one really tends to ascend as a missed class. Melon says, have you considered making the equipment you can buy in the armory and leggery better? Their lack of enchantments makes them fairly useless compared to the massive stuff you find in the normal course of adventuring. Yeah, I don't know why I put those in there. They're, you know, if you're playing the game and you haven't gotten a drop for a while, there are situations when they they could be better than other stuff that you have. Right. And even if no one buys anything from there, it is sort of established. Pro- provide some verisimilitude. Yeah, it's a sort of established trope that there will be something there. It's a good way to get to buy stuff to get useless powder. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to say, good job on Drunksgiving. I normally hate Feast of Boris. I think the size of the fullness increased is daft in these days of Hell Ramen being the norm, but I thought the content was hilarious, so all is forgiven. Hell Ramen being the norm. In terms of high quality foods maybe yeah is the point corruptor of souls says combined holidays are the best holidays excellent work today again all this praise for so little work if we could figure out if we could just figure out if if every day i woke up with a half hour of work in my head that would make everyone real happy then i would have all day to just just sit around doing nothing like i really want to do because i'm a poor person on the inside Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Like, you, you definitely want to work in the grand scale, but on the micro scale, you don't necessarily want to work in any given day. Mostly, I just want to play Minecraft. You lately, you've wanted to play some Minecraft. Yeah. I've been playing some World of Warcraft lately, too. Yeah. But only, not not like a lot. I, I've been slowly working on my archaeology skill. It is like the perfect trade skill for me, because yeah. you don't have to think about it a lot. It requires you to like go like travel around and go to weird places jesus there's this thing that i want so bad that and also all of the rewards that it gives you are useless but but cool. but cool yeah there is a thing that as near as i can tell does not have a cooldown, and it just randomly teleports you to one of like 30 just weird locations like it'll just like you're on top of some statue in some place or you're wow. just in the attic of some random building that has an attic for some reason in uh, it's all places in like Calendor and, and Eastern Kingdoms and it's like wow. I want that thing so bad I, I did all these fishing quests I did all these fishing dailies because what I really wanted was this one rare item that you could get in the bag of gifts that you got from uh, fishing all it does is when you click to use it it faces you in a random direction. What? It's awesome. It's like it's like a it's you know thematically it's a compass that points you towards what your what your heart desires. But you just use it and it just spins you around in a random direction. It's like this is my favorite item. After all of the shit that I ran all these dungeons and killed all these bosses for, my favorite thing that is in my bag in World of Warcraft right now is this compass that just points you in a random direction. Have you? Tried triangulating your favorite thing. 
I, it, it gives you a different readout every time. Like it is, it's definitely just. Oh, maybe it's moving. It could be. It could be moving. Uh, I remember spending a lot, a lot of time. I mean, granted, this had like a little bit of gameplay impact or whatever, but like winning the Stranglethorn Vale fishing competition, like that was hard to do, and I spent a lot of time like getting ready for it and like doing it and so that I could get like and like PVPing the other people who were doing it yeah, so that they well, couldn't having, fish and having friends fight the like you know other people from the other factions so that they would like I'd have you know a better odds picking a weekend when there was a bunch of other stuff going on elsewhere that yeah yeah it was fun uh, so far so far I've gotten uh, two little pets that follow you around uh, one little fossilized raptor guy and one clockwork gnome Oh, neat. Who doesn't despawn when you mount. Really? Yeah. And so if you're on a flying mount, he just runs along. On the ground. Blindingly fast on the ground and is there waiting for you when you land. It's fucking weird. That's hilarious. I don't understand it do, at all. Do all pets despawn when you mount? I, they do, I thought. Huh. Maybe they don't. Maybe I maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Maybe eventually you get far enough away from him that he despawns or whatever, but I was trying it for a while. I was messing with it. And then I got this thing. It's like a statue that just makes this column of green light appear over you. And I got this beer stein that when you use it, it summons these uh, dancing dwarf ladies. These are cool yeah. objects. <laughs> Do they you take know, up inventory space? They take up... In, yeah, they, they all have a minus one bag space enchantment. That's interesting because they have been so good about like giving you... Yeah. space for useless stuff that it's surprised a little surprising to me that they're giving you a bunch of useless stuff I mean again. they still do all the holiday souvenirs that are actual items so I have one bag my well like a quarter of my inventory is dedicated to just random shit that like when I'm in a group of random people I will just pick whatever holiday it is the furthest from and use some stuff from that holiday to confuse people is it all un- it's all untradeable yeah okay I was gonna say because what about a guild bank that you could put stuff in but yeah you could probably form your own guild, put, get a guild bank. Get a guild a, bank, yeah. Put a bunch of stuff in there, that like all your tradable stuff. Yeah, but I don't care. Too. I don't care. I, I don't mind the clutter of this of this yeah. shit, right? I mean, I, it's like, what, what? I juggled a lot of stuff in the mail. I know, which is ridiculous. Space. And then maybe, so when you stop playing for a while, you lost like half your shit. No, just a bunch of, just a, like, I probably lost couple hundred or thousand gold worth of stuff yeah like a couple hundred herbs. gold is like an hour of questing yeah though. so who cares yeah it's bullshit yeah i don't know man uh, that's yeah that's what i've been doing my end goal is to get the thing that let, because i'm my character is an alchemist and the way like every profession has some awesome thing that only they can do like that usually involves like a mount engineers get the douchey fucking motorcycle that i hate but if i if i level archaeology to the level cap and just keep grinding away at it until I find this thing. I get a potion that lets me turn into a dragon and that someone else can ride me. That is so hilarious. And I'm just like, you know what? It's I'm not, doing it's this not, thing that lets me turn into a dragon. It's not a one-time dragon. Dra- it's not a one-time potion. You just have it from then on. Okay. I saw something the other day that led me to believe that the thing might be tradable, which that's just made me sad. I can't imagine them doing that, though. Because it costs like seven or 8,000 gold in materials yeah. to, to do it. Like seven or eight thousand gold and stuff that you just have to buy from vendors, and then like another few thousand worth of of stuff, you know, stuff that you could sell, stuff that you could just go gather the herbs and make all the potions to to do it yourself. But like, it's it's nuts. Wow. I don't know that I'm ever actually gonna achieve this goal, but it's a good goal to work towards. Like when I decided on my other character that I was gonna switch to tailoring so that I could get the flying carpet. It'd be kind of hilarious if you could take the potion, turn into a dragon, and somebody else could also take the potion and turn into a dragon, but then mount the, the first dragon. The dragon could ride the dragon, yeah. yeah. And you could do some sort of, like, 
infinite tall stack of dragons. Oh man, if I had a if I had a friend that I played World of Warcraft with who was like an opium addict, I would like turn into a dragon and they'd be like, "Come on, get on, buddy." And then every time he tried to get on, I would just move a little further away so that he would just have to keep chasing the dragon. He yeah. would never never catch it. Yeah. That's what I would do. Um yeah, a lot of people talking about uh, WVO Quinn says, Hey, Jake and Company, is it possible to make a really tough and strategically challenging fight that doesn't simply become trivial once you know the trick? Uh, E.g. Super Hodge, Bricko Chicken. Yeah, I don't know. So are they saying that Super Hodge and Bricko Chicken are trivial once you know the trick? Or do you think, or is he saying that those are hard? I think that they're trivial. I think he's saying that they're trivial. Okay. Once you know the trick. Sucks that Super Hodge is trivial. Remember when it was impossible? Yeah. Except was, for that bug. Those were we good it, times. We let it sit for like a year, so then we couldn't fix it. Those anymore. were some good times. We had to add that thing in the sea that let you kill him. Yeah, to without. fix it. Yeah. But, you know, that's the way we like fixing shit. Psyche says, <clears throat> uh, wait, did you have something to say about this? Well, I'm trying to think. Thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, it's, it's, that's a tough call, because like there's... There's definitely, I mean, okay, you could, yes, yes it is. It is possible, but it would not be satisfying, I don't think. Okay. Did you think of something? Yeah. Did you think of a trick that you're not going to tell people? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I would, I, like, because if, if we would decide to use it, you know, but I don't think, I think is, I don't think it would be particularly satisfying because like, let's, let's think about like, <clears throat> you know, World of Warcraft encounters, right? Like. They all basically involve some sort of trick and then coordination with a bunch of people to do something. And if everybody does their job right, you defeat the boss, right? It's not there. It just becomes a question of execution, right? And can you you actually get 10 or 25 or how many ever people are doing it all at once to do the right things in sequence, right? And you get better gear. So can you get 40 people to jungle fever in sequence? Um, is that is that more satisfying? Because those those bosses are difficult, and you, each of you know, those each of those forty men, he got game. Um, you, you, uh, I don't know that those that's particularly satisfying. That's that's kind of like figuring out how to solve a problem and then solving the problem, and then it's just a question of like execution each time, yeah. right? You know, one of the bosses that I enjoyed that was kind of annoying but fun was that boss that mind controlled the entire party and had them fight each other for a while oh yeah that ogre guy in one of the burning crusade dungeons yes it was pretty cool yeah every once in a while you just get fucked by it like there was a sort of like a die roll to see whether this one attack just kills everyone in the party yeah because if it it just happens to gang up on the healer yeah then then you're fucked yeah um i thought it was fun i thought it was fun too you know like, uh, and I didn't mind wiping and running back in. Yep. It was a couple times. Early. Yeah. So, those. Um, do, do, do. Looking through questions. Do, do, do. Are you trying not to have any dead air while you're. No, a lot of people are. Reading? Yeah, I'm trying not to have dead air. There's a lot of people talking about talking about. See, this is another advantage that a uh, non live broadcast would have is that. Uh, yeah, we could just get ready for it ahead of time and not have to go. I need to pick a song to play. Yeah, nobody's gonna hear. Da-da. A lot of uh, a lot of the business of the the show would be cleaned up, and even if it wasn't, you could go back afterwards and edit it out. 
Icefall5 says, do I need to keep wearing my mysterious lapel pin, or can I take it off and put something else useful on? But yeah, take it off. You don't need to wear it. It is what it is. There's no trick. Or is there? There's no secret. Is there no secret? No, there isn't. Or is there? <clears throat> does the symbol on the pin currently hold any significance, or does it have something to do with the future plot you mentioned a few shows back? Future plot is only a potential thing. I, every time I mention the future, everybody is just never going to shut up about it until the future is over and has become the past. Yeah, that's a tough, uh, that's a tough power that you have there. Yeah. I don't know if you've talked about this, but you have a tremendous number of Lego sets that you have acquired but not yet built. It's yeah. om- it's kind of overwhelming. If I like got that number of Lego sets for like Christmas, I would be like. Uh, thanks. Like I would be like I'd be kind of excited by the first couple, and then I'd be like, I don't have time. Holy shit, I'm never gonna be able to build all these. You know, that's another thing. Like the happier I am, the less time I spend putting together Star Wars Lego sets. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. Because it's kind of like an escape. You know, I mean, this room, this studio that we're in, was sort of like my little cave in the house that just like nobody else was allowed in here, you know, and so it was like a good place to like get away. And I don't have a lot of stuff to get away from anymore, so it's I'm less inclined to less inclined to come out here and just want to want to sit and do nothing and listen to podcasts and put together Legos. Yeah, I like how many different scales of the Millennium Falcon you have. I know. There's four, and there's I think a, I think I bought a fifth, a fifth one. one. Yeah, that's cool. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm confused about that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's yeah. that. You you haven't built the Death Star place yet. Yeah, I haven't built the Death Star that actually has all the rooms and stuff inside it. That's right, a, right. that is a massive undertaking. I uh, I got this uh, uh, Imperial shuttle nearly done. I need to. Oh wow! I really I didn't see that. Behind I really just have like I've got one That's of the wings cool on it, looking. one of the wings nearly constructed, and then there's just one more wing left, and I'll be done. But I just I haven't done it. That I probably really there's cool probably looking. only like two hours left. To it doesn't finish even it. look like Legos from here. It looks like a just, just a looks toy. like a big toy. Yeah, That's it's pretty amazing. awesome. The fact that the wings are made out of mostly like sideways Legos, and there's not like yeah. there are, there are comparably few nibs, nubs, yeah. dumps. There are dumps available. Yeah. Uh, what's your opinion says Punicron on the current internet rage about Minecraft people have been complaining that Mojang is working on another game a total Alice's Army ripoff and that they <laughs> took a vacation to GDC when they should be spending all their time working on fixing Minecraft as you guys are working on a new game and go to the occasional con what advice would you give Notch for dealing with the people complaining about a lack of updates ignore them yeah just ignore them I mean and he knows he, he knows that I think right? he's I think he's doing fine yeah you know like he's I, you know, I'm not. I don't follow his his word as much as other people do, or whatever. But like, I, he has not been. He has not like, shot himself from frustration dealing with people that are upset with him. So I think he's probably fine. Whenever people approach criticism of the game in terms of like just flat out telling us how to do our jobs, my my sort of mental process there is, you know what? Fuck you. Like the reason that you are playing a game that I made is because I know how to fucking make video games. If you knew how to make video games better than I did, I'd be playing the game that you made, and that's not what happened. Well, so fuck you. What if Notch was criticizing KOL? You know, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He would not go on to our public forums and yeah, make a post about how our priorities are in the wrong place and you know, like nobody no person who actually understands what it takes to do creative work that is consumed by thousands of people and you get yelled at for by thousands of people would ever do that to us 
We would never do yeah, that that's to them. True. Like we, like all we, like the the limited interactions we've had with with Notch or Notch's like forums or games or whatever has been like, hey, love you, baby. Yeah, well, that and like you know, Riff had a, like an idea for a particular kind of block that he'd like to see, but it was all like constructive stuff and nothing negative. Like I was really happy with the way the game was and like didn't feel like it needed any updates. <laughs> I don't know, like. You know. I mean, my enthusiasm waxes and wanes as uh, as the updates come and go. You know, I'm, I like want I want there to be interesting new stuff. Like, you know, I want candles so that I can put candles places instead of having torches everywhere because they're too big. Sure. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that I want to decorate my little medieval city that I'm building. But I'm not gonna like. It's not his fault that I get burned out on it yeah. and stop playing it for a while, right? Like, it's just, it's just what happens. There's not yeah. like nothing. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing entertains you forever. You know, it's like imagine if you imagine a twenty-four hour blowjob. <laughs> imagine if you just read the same book over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, and then every new edition that came out corrected a few typos and whatever, and you were like, I read it over and over and over again, over and over and over. You just wouldn't do that, right? Like a video game will last a hundred times as long as a book. But it's not going to last a million times as long as a book. I mean, a big enough video game and a small enough book might. Okay, sure. Like in Uncle John's, I've probably spent a million times as much time playing World of Warcraft as I've spent reading the tiny Uncle John's bathroom reader that I got in a stocking once years ago and cannot throw away. <laughs> you've because got a problem. technically a book. Yeah, you've got a problem. Yeah. You gave books away, didn't you? That's true, I did. You gave some books away that ended up coming back into your house because I took them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you have Indiana Jones trading cards? Yeah, Riff got me uh, for my birthday one year a, a series of Indiana Jones uh, trading cards. Huh. It's just a box of them. They are, they are exact reprints of the ones that came out like in the 80s. Okay. And they have gum in them. Really? Yep. Um. Are they, is it gum from the 80s? <laughs> Probably. It tastes like it's from the 80s. Is it, like, it's just scenes from the movies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like they did with, with movies back then. There were a bunch of Star Wars ones. I had a bunch of Star huh. Wars ones. I wonder if those are of any value anymore. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's possible that there's all kinds of shit in my boxes full of toys out in the garage that is valuable, but I'm not going to get rid of it, you know? Yeah, my mom was suggesting that at some point that I might come to Colorado to pick up all of my childhood possessions that she's been storing for years. And like mm -hmm. now that she's slipping out the back, Jack, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause it, it like if I were to actually go and collect them, I think it would probably cost me between one and $2,000 to go pick up all of my stuff, right. To rent a truck and drive it back or whatever, to fly out there, rent a truck, drive it back. I think it would probably be like a thousand bucks or so. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know if it's worth, if, if all that stuff is worth a thousand bucks to me anymore. I mean, does it include like your D and D books and stuff? It does. And so... all my old Legos and stuff. Like there's definitely stuff in there that like I have sentimental attachment to that I wouldn't want to be thrown away or like, would you consider it costing a thousand dollars if you took the company truck 
and we just went on like a you know a week-long trip up there and fucked around and hung out with some of your high school friends that work at other game companies and stuff and then drove back i mean like if it was just like a little a little mini vacation i mean i don't know maybe okay i guess that's a like if it's a thing if it's a thing that is actually fun then the cost is not as as in your face about it was when it's not just like a like a utility thing right i mean uh, yeah um, you you have this like sort of weird faux asceticism right because yeah. you almost all of your stuff is in a storage unit and you're yeah. not getting rid of it you i feel like there was a part of you that said well if i leave stuff in a storage unit for 2 years and don't need it i should just get rid of it but you're not going to well, you're not going to do this too hard i don't need it i want it i still want it yeah yeah because I, I mean, most of his I, books. I, when I said faux asceticism, I did, that that seems that seems derisive in a way that I didn't well, intend it no, to be. No, I don't. It's I didn't just, take it that way because I, I feel like hem, I, hem I asceticism. Yeah, because like I definitely am surrounded by way fewer objects than I normally was throughout my like you know the previous ten years or whatever. But I didn't ever I, I didn't interact with most of those objects on a daily basis. Like I have a bunch of books that I really like having. And there have definitely been times when I was like, ah, I wish I had access to this book, which is in storage. Or like, there's definitely been like times in the past six months that I've been like, ah, I want this thing. I know it's in storage. It, it would be such a pain in the butt to get. I'm not going to bother, but I know that it's there. So someday I can like retrieve it. Um, but I also have enjoyed not having a bunch of stuff around, you know, I, it's one of those things where you think, well, someday I will like decide that I'm going to live in a particular place and I'm going to be there for a long time. And so it'll be okay to like recover these things and populate my, that place with these things. And I just have never felt that way, you know, since I left home so many years ago. What are you, what are you reading there? I'm reading Azulian wrote into the Twitter. I don't know why you would have to, but have you ever tried playing KOL in a text only browser? No. Like in links? Yeah, I haven't. I imagine it would be pretty frustrating. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean text-only browsers don't tend to handle frames very well. What about the image maps? Like, I feel like we've been using image maps more and more heavily, and text-only browser, like links, modern versions of links can handle image maps. It just gives you a list of the regions. Okay. I definitely have tried because I feel like um, screen readers, like some of our blind players, are having more and more trouble. It really shouldn't, though. I, th- I think it's, I think the determination that we made was that some of them are just some sort of like actually themselves. a problem with the screen reader. But it's it sucks that like we're by making things sort of more aesthetically pleasing or easier for us, we're potentially making it slightly harder for other people to access the game. Yeah, Eigenbasis says it looks like all the one-day softcore no-path attempts failed, so I guess the game is still balanced. He said snarkily. <laughs> what would be your reaction if one or more of them had succeeded? Um, you know, I, like if we, I think we probably at some point said there, we don't, there will never be another one day softcore run or whatever, but that, that's probably hubris. Like we have, we backed everything up in terms of its power and scope a while ago and then have been doing nothing but like creeping the power back into the game. So at some point we're going to, unless we rebalance things again, at some point we're going to. Um, we're going to hit that point again where you can do it in a day, right? Like, Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, theoretically we will someday. Yeah. But I mean, it's more about like sort of, is it, is it turn gen? Is turn gen just not a problem? 
Because I mean, I feel like the ways to, to make the ways to make a soft car run fast now are just super weird. There's a bunch of crazy like you should run away from every fight, like kind of bullshit, you know. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that people do. Yeah. Uh, Atrophied says, "Is there a chance of extending uh, Sneaky Pete's day through tomorrow? I've been trying for an hour to play a single turn. It hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm really sorry about the lag today. I wish that we could have fixed that when it mattered. Uh, what it, what is going on with your phone i uh so i have a stuck pixel okay so one way to try to remedy that is to display a rapidly changing color field so that it's being so to give me a seizure yeah well yes um and then also to apply a slight pressure to the screen Hmm. um which see i might have a stuck pixel on my new phone with the retina display but the pixels are so small that i can't see them huh i wonder what that would look like yeah i don't know if you can't see the pixels and one of them is stuck, yeah, it doesn't matter. What is it really happens? there? I mean, what yeah. happens if I go out into the forest and a tree falls on my iPhone? Yeah. King Stupid says, I took my kids and wife and mom to see Rango today. It was actually pretty good. I recommend it. I think you guys might like it. Go see it. It looked like it might not be terrible. I had free passes to go see that. Yeah. And everybody was like, eh. Yeah. And I was like, I have free passes. It's a movie. There was Johnny a weird Depp. part in it. At least I thought it was weird. And I'm curious if you'll have the same opinion as myself about this weird part. Okay. Also, going to go see Sucker Punch? Looks pretty good as long as there isn't a nine-minute Cinemax sex scene in it, a la Watchmen. Also, on a different movie note, after watching the trailer for Thor, the movie might not suck, but how is that possible? I mean, Thor? What the fuck? I I liked the reboot of Hulk, and I definitely liked the reboot of Iron Man. Wait, which reboot of Hulk? The, the Ang Lee one? The Ed Norton. Okay. Hulk. So the second, the re-reboot. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. The most recent. You know, it's weird. The overthinking it guys, like at least one of them, it just insists that the Ang Lee Hulk was a really good movie. I don't know that I... Is that the one with... Uh, it has the Hulk poodles in it, which he acknowledges Hulk are terrible. poodles? Yeah. They're poodles that get injected with the same thing that makes the Hulk the Hulk. Uh, yeah. I don't remember that at all. Does it have doves? No. Okay. You're thinking of John Woo, not Ang Lee. Oh, right, right, right. Does it have uh, Tibetan children? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I can't tell Asians apart. Okay. <laughs> or poor people. Uh, Blue Scream wow, says, poor, poor Asian favorite NPC name I ever used in D&D, Yorma Massifit. Uh, I don't get it. Your mom. Your mom asks so fat. Your mom mass so fat. Okay. Is there any connection between the new game and KOL? Are they in the same universe? No. No, they are not. No. Uh, Starwed says there are two kinds of ways. There are kind. Uh, sorry, there are kind of two ways a mana shield could work. It's a very differently flavored type of healing spell since healing spells convert MP to HP. Also a buff, so you can take more hits in combat. I guess it could be interesting, but as a skill, it would need to be balanced versus the other types of healing available. Uh, one interesting way to make a fight hard is to make it appear randomly as a wandering monster. Oh, and why did you remove some Clover Adventures from the knob? I don't know. Uh, some of them weren't really on purpose, and some of them... Some you tried, chose to take out, I remember. Did I? Yeah. I don't know, man. I make a lot of my decisions when I'm drunk. And I can only remember them when I'm drunk later. And I never drink. Like right now. Like you're not drinking now. Yeah. Ugh. You know, I feel like whiskey makes me drink as much as beer. Or, sorry, whiskey makes me burp as much as beer. Jesus Christ, I'm having a hard time. Uh, but when I burp after drinking whiskey, instead of air coming out, it's just whiskey that comes out. It's huh. pretty disgusting. That sounds really awful, yeah. Yeah, it really is awful. <clears throat> um, 
Matt, I'm trying to get this questions thing to load. Questions thing? No speed player in their right mind, says Dubak, would ever want to take damage in mana. It wouldn't be helpful on the high end except some super niche circumstances. And I think those in soft core stunt run bullshit, so you'd be muscle anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, such a foregone conclusion. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, it's it's entirely possible that we could come up with a way in which it would be incredibly relevant, you know? Could we? You mean with the Valhalla revamp? Every hundred points of damage takes off one mana. <laughs> okay. Right? Sure. Every hundred points of damage gives you one mana. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, if that was the case, then it could cost something, right? Like, that would be, that would be a thing, actually, that would, like, if, you know, even if, like, Postamancers, we gave Postamancers a self-buff that was, like, you know, all the damage that you take gets cut in a third, or cut by 99%. Right. What about a spell that consumed meat to power it? Yeah. Right? That could be a thing. What about a spell that consumed Alice's army cards to power it? Sure. Uh, we can probably get to a handful of radio bug bear questions. Crazy. Before we go. Um, Asshat says, I just listened to the This Is Only a Test podcast, and they answered a question about using Skype when recording a podcast. You might want to check it out. Episode 56. Uh, also, I'm curious if you ever got the little swords and martini glasses I sent. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, they were those, the invisible action figures. I think I wrote down to thank you on a post-it note, and then the post-it note like fell off my desk, and Hot Stuff found it like under a piece of furniture and was like, what is this? And then I thought oh, yeah, that yeah. I thought that I had already thanked you, so I'm sorry. The Repa says, if you want to do a PvP or C item of the month, I would suggest you release them all at the same time, as releasing just one would greatly dissatisfy those who don't do that certain thing. Wait, re- I mean, re- release so I was talking about time. I was talking about doing. I would like for PvP to be robust enough that we could do a PvP item of the month. Sure. I would like for the C to be robust enough that we could do a C item of the month, and I think the C will get there. I think if we if we did a C centric item of the month, yeah, you know, something that was not useless if you weren't in the C, but once people realize what the C is entails, I think people will want to do it. Yeah, a fair bit. I think they'll realize that fairly quickly, or at least they'll have an inkling, of it. Uh, like an inkling from a squid. Yeah, they won't. Yeah, the full. The yeah, full the, it'll take a while. It'll take a while for the scope to be clear. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I think that you're wrong. I think that sorry, the repa. I think that you're wrong. Oh, I don't the, think that you're the wrong. The question was the statement was yeah. we should put them in the in the store. At the yeah, if time. we did a PVP item of the month or a C item, then we should do both because people who don't do PVP will want that. But the thing is, it could be an item that is. Who's like right now? Items have for an item of the month, especially like a piece of gear. Our goal is for it to be awesome for a player who just wants like to you know kill a lot of monsters and shit. And then it's like killer app is some ascension relevant thing. But I think we could make an item of the month that just you know was like oh look look at how big this makes my stats. And its killer app was for the C or its killer app was for PvP, and it would probably do just fine. I, it's also possible that, I mean, people definitely appreciate having months that they don't feel compelled to give us money, you know? Yeah. So not having something that's relevant to every aspect of the game is definitely makes some people happy. That's right? true. Some people don't care if we stay in business. You're right. <clears throat> yeah, I don't... I'm just, I'm just kidding, kids. I know. <clears throat> I feel... You know I'm kidding, but they don't necessarily know. That's true. 
But you do sometimes. Just call me kids. <laughs> Linguini Lad says, Jick, I know you hate them, but dude, I just tried a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle for the first time, and it was fucking awesome. I don't believe you, Linguini Lad. I'm sorry. Maybe you just had a bad experience with one. How many of them did you try? None, ever. It's gross. What? What? You've never even tried one? You're you're declaring them as yes. gross? Oh, that's not Because it's like a fucking... Fair at all. It's like a sweetened pancake with salty egg in it and bacon. It's okay. Gr- no, it's gross. You haven't even tried it. Yeah, that's true. You probably would love it. St. Nixon says, It would be sweet if we could exit the museum through the windows on the upper floors. <laughs> not because it makes anything easier, but because it would make things more rad. I actually think that when you go to leave the museum, it should send you to an NPC store that just sends a bunch of expensive, sells a bunch of expensive, useless crap. That would be hilarious, actually. Yeah. And we can make some joke about that Banksy about movie Banksy. that I haven't seen. Yeah. Have you seen Exit Through the Gift Shop? Not yet. It's like on the top of my instant Netflix queue. Hmm. Blathersby says, what about making a Facebook and iOS app limited to the Batman run that would pair KOL down to a reasonable level and separate donators from Facebookers between ascensions? It wouldn't pair KOL down to a reasonable level, even a little bit. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's like I, I feel like that you had that idea and it seems like an idea, but it's really not one. Well, it's an idea. It's just not. It it's not. not it's not. Yeah, it's not a thing that. that could actually. No one could sit down and do anything there's based enough, on what you've said. There's not enough details to make that a fully-fledged thing. Green in 72 says, Dear Jick, I just wanted to let you know that I searched kitten transparent background for some Photoshop crap I was doing, and the KOL forums gave me the first useful result. Thanks, <laughs> KOL community. Kitten transparent background. Yeah. Huh. Groove says, Just want to say gratias Tibiago for the game and all the work you do on it. Latest items of the month have been excellent. Tibiago. I don't know what that means. Gratias T I B I A G O. Is that like a Portuguese? That might be Portuguese. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like Spanish, but it's not. Uh, the boy who was the man on the moon says, So the Alice's Army cards indicate that they are Series 1 on the bottom of the card. I know it may be a bit too early to broadcast, but should players expect a Series 2? Yeah, at some point. Um, Felgod says, Giving the information out would help exploiters, but I'm curious, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who likes hearing about the nuts and bolts of KOL. P.S. I really like database discussions. Uh, hey, I'm curious if you can tell us anything about how the more interactive elements of KOL, such as Eleven and Alice's Army, are implemented. Do you guys use a JavaScript library like Prototype or jQuery to help with the Ajax requests? Don't answer if you think... Oh, I see. Don't answer if you think giving the information out would help exploiters, but I'm curious. Um... I don't know. I think maybe C.D. Moyer uses jQuery, but I'm not positive. I really do not know. I think how, he does. How a lot yeah. of the more interactive stuff works. You know, there, there like when I think about doing web stuff, I don't tend to think about there being these like libraries of tools available to do stuff. You know, I think about having to do all of the stuff from scratch, and you probably just don't have to do that anymore. You know, it's probably something like Unity. How did you spell Tabiago? T-I-B-I space A-G-O. T-I-B-I space A- what, A-G-O? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I think it's time to stop being on this, uh, this here broadie casty box. <clears throat> uh, are you going to actually say goodnight? No. Uh, I think I'm going to try to figure out what this phrase means. Really? Do you want me to vamp 
Do you want me to extensively vamp until we, you figure well, out? Well, we the have to. Means? Like, I should say goodnight, and then we should, uh, and then we have to like keep talking oh, about yeah, that two shit. minutes anyway. Yeah. No, right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good night, everybody. All right, As you ready? Now, but now we have to keep. No, we have to keep talking for a little while. No, we have to make we have to make the noise and then keep talking for a little while. Oh, I make the noise All right. first. Sorry. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.